Hi, I'm David Andrewweave, and joining me as always is... It's Maveen Cora. And this is Using Your Power. Check us out at usingyourpower.com. And today we wanted to attempt to close an open loop from the first episode in which we talked about... What was it? Uh, network marketing. <laughs> yeah, network marketing. People have positive associations with it. Some people have negative associations with it and pretty much everything in between. Some people are pretty extreme about it too, right? Whether it's really extreme about building a network marketing business or really extreme against network marketing as a business model. That is very true, David. Um, I mean, there's a lot of different people who have joined network marketing and tons of different people who've experienced tons of different things. Uh, before we dive right into this, I'm going to ask you a quick question, man. First, sure. how was your day? Yeah, actually, that, we should start there, shouldn't we? Absolutely. <laughs> so far, so good, Mav. I guess I've had two or two, or two and a half cups of coffee, so I feel pretty great. <laughs> good. And uh, what have you had an opportunity to do today? I was in a meeting a little bit earlier talking about one of the community artistic projects that I'm involved in. I'm, I have the honor of being a part of a couple of them. One is called The Question, another is called The Listening Room. Very simple names. We like simple names, don't we? Absolutely, we do. Like using your power. <laughs> yeah, using your power is a great name. So I was in a meeting for that. I also did an entrepreneur interview today for another podcast that I can't mention here, or I just won't mention here. <laughs> kind of hinted at something, though, I think. Yeah, but that those interviews are good for me, too, because I always get to learn new things from other successful entrepreneurs. How about you, Mav? What have you been up to? Uh, got up super early today, David. I had an opportunity to start my day off by meditating as I've been trying to in the last little while. I mm. uh, had an opportunity to uh, do a little bit different things now that uh, I'm more at home right now and uh, pursuing different ventures. Uh, got a little bit into juicing here, so that's not uh, steroids. It's uh, <laughs> it's uh, with fruits not and vegetables. Kind of yeah, not that kind of juicing. Uh, so, you know, just really been making a, a fresh cup of juice every morning here. Had a nice breakfast. I actually went for a, an hour and 10 minute walk. I think mm. I covered about six and a half kilometers in an hour and a half. Wow. So not too bad. Almost at uh, 8,000 uh, 8, steps or so now. Perfect. Uh, got about 2,000 to go for the day or more. Um, make myself a nice uh, matcha tea and I brought that along with me uh, for a recording so we could uh, just chat and uh, sit back and, and uh, enjoy ourselves. Yeah, I like the 8,000 step metric. That's what I try to keep track of and I've done it the last three days. The one day I think it was over 9,000 steps and I'm pretty sure I'll make it today. But today, I, I mean, it's a pretty action-packed day for me after this. I'm going to go and play a gig, not immediately after this necessarily, but a little bit later tonight, I'll be going to play a show with the band Long John Lev. So that should be fun, too. Absolutely. Um, just kind of what uh, you said right now, you're going to be out playing a gig. And even when you're at that gig, you'll be able to get your steps in and, uh, yes. you know, even network yourself and a nice little segue into network marketing. So uh, why don't you kind of start that off, David? Network marketing. So as we've already established, it's actually can be a pretty polarizing topic for people. Let's start off with, is it a good business model? Is it a bad business model? Is it inhumane? Or is it a more humane way of doing business? Let's have maybe a bit of a debate over that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, we could both take both sides of the argument. We absolutely could. I think we probably will. 
Um, I know from some of the books I've read, people like Robert Kiyosaki have said that network marketing is a great place to begin if you're uh, looking to get into entrepreneurship and into business. I think Trump said the same thing, right? I think they wrote a book together too. Yeah, so they, yeah. <laughs> multiple books, I yeah. think. <laughs> so yeah, absolutely. So with with that, I mean, there, that's one key speaker that has mentioned that. I mean, network marketing, I believe, has been probably around since the 50s. Uh, tons of different businesses have come along since Many then. Many have come and gone, uh, you which know, is the interesting part. Absolutely. And it's the, the ones that have gone are the interesting ones because those are the ones I think that leave that negative feeling with a lot of people that network, network marketing doesn't work. Yes. Um, but there are, as we know, a lot of network marketing companies out there that do work. Yep. Right? Again, if you work it, I guess it works. If you have a really good legal system behind you, it seems like it's a business that works and won't go anywhere. So first of all, having that reassurance that the company that you're taking advantage of is not going anywhere and is going to stick around over the long haul is pretty important consideration. And the reason I say that is because I, you know, I've been to enough meetings to know what we're talking about. Like if somebody calls me up and says, you know, let's go to this meeting. I'm like, you know what? I'm, I'm pretty sure I know what they're going to say. Cause I've been to my fair share of these things. Not that I'm like super burnt out or negative on them or, or anything like that. But I, th- I think that's also how a lot of other people feel about network marketing as well it's like oh i just got this call out of the blue from my friend what the heck do they want from me right (laughs) yeah well it's funny you know we've both uh gone through the same network marketing like we had mentioned on episode one yeah the same company just different times uh so we different training systems and different training systems and we've both had an opportunity to really sit down and kind of see the ins and outs of how the businesses work uh with two different teams as well that we were a part of um I mean, your experience and my experience, although at different times, seem to have been the same uh, as we've gotten to know each other and spoke together. Um, do you want to get a little bit into how you got into network marketing again? Uh, maybe not the full story, but more into just the immediate part of how you got into it and maybe, again, a little bit of the why. Well, believe it or not, my first exposure kind of happened prior to this last occurrence, but it was in a different time, different setting, different way. We lived in Japan and my dad ended up joining a business along with some of his friends because that's really kind of the kind of guy he is. And we utilized the product and I don't think we did a lot of selling of the product or signing up people to be a part of our business. So that was really my first exposure. So it happened fairly early on, even as a kid. But when it came time to do it myself, that's when I learned about the same organization that we're, we're talking about here. And I guess I had a couple of friends sort of uh, approach me because they were very complimentary towards me, which might be an indicator of somebody that's trying to get something from you. (laughs) Maybe, maybe not. Well, or they just see something in you, perhaps. That could be it, too. So, and they showed me what it was, and I kind of went, you know, I, I, I feel like I've seen this stuff before. It seems really familiar, and I'm not really certain that it's for me, but, you know, they they kept that relationship with me and I ended up going out to one of the meetings. And normally what happens is they'll take you through this process, sort of this prolonged several week, multi-week or maybe multi-month process, depending on how accountable you are and whether or not you, you dig into the materials they give you, such as CDs or books, make a decision about whether or not you're ready. 
But I ended up saying to them, hey, do you have any materials where I can learn about this? And so they came over and handed me a box and I took the box home. And So you were like the perfect candidate for the uh, network marketing business here, hey? Because you yeah. wanted and you were hungry for that information. I was, I was definitely searching for something because of the various financial events in my life and things that didn't go well. Conversely, though, I don't know if those are the best people to get into the business, if only because if you don't have a solid financial footing, it's going to be, you're going to have a hard time buying the product and keeping up with your product orders on a regular basis. Well, especially if you're you're uh, asked to, you know, continually uh, reach a certain level within that um business right because i know um based on the team i was on the leadership there would always want us to hit certain levels within the business month right. after month after month and if you, you do know. that you probably will be somewhat financially stable before long if you keep hitting those milestones well you know absolutely but you also look at you know how much money can you spend each month after month after month you know when you're That's only limited. used to spending about three four hundred dollars on groceries and now you're spending eight hundred dollars on groceries you know that gets a little tough right um you, you, you do say? have yeah you're absolutely right you would have to change your habits in a significant way so if you're used to buying meals i guess you would cut that out completely just kind of buy those snacks or bars or protein or whatever it is that your business offers some network marketing organizations don't even offer that so no that's <laughs> very true then it's a whole other game but well true and, and again depending on the business uh network marketing business that you've gone to you know we're only talking about one type but we i've i've heard of and seen you know cosmetic ones jewelry uh, jewelry of telephone uh, you know, ones that have come and gone as well. Um, you know, and, and it's funny with your story, the way you got uh, introduced to it. I actually got introduced to it a few different times. Mm. Uh, and once when I was actually 13 years old and um, still young, not able to join the business at that time, but it was my next door neighbor. You know, I used to go over next door and play with his kid and uh, me and him would, uh, you know, enjoy ourselves and play all night, whatever. We'd be gallivanting through the neighborhood, but you know, he, he was pretty entrepreneurial and said, Hey, you know what? Why don't you come take a peek at, you know, this little side business I got and I'm 13 years old. I had no clue what he's talking about. I went and checked it out. You know, I said, okay, well, there's about 10 people here in the house. And uh, it was kind of neat. Obviously, 13 wasn't really thinking business, wasn't really thinking, uh, you know, anything but what a 13-year-old kid thinks about at the time, playing basketball and trying to talk to girls, right? Yeah. <laughs> so that was my life yeah, right that, there. Yeah, that's me at 13. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, again, I saw the same plan at 18 and I was pretty much in the exact same place now just headed off to college uh so but when i saw it again at uh, 22 um i saw it with a different eyes and i was actually introduced it it by a really close friend of mine and uh, she had said you know talk to my close friend so i trusted her and i got into it because she trusted them I asked him about 100 questions before I got in. Not as easy as you did, right? Because you were yeah. hungry for it. I was still pretty skeptical, wanting to know, you know, what, what are these guys trying to take from me, right? But I trusted her. So I said, you know what, let's give it a shot, right? And I ended up being in uh, that, uh, that uh, network marketing group there for almost about five years. Hmm. About the same for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 you know, the interesting part about your story is, yes, if you meet the right people, they're totally honest and 
integrous is not a word, but it's a word they like to use. A person of integrity. <laughs> that's right. Well, that's going to be a new word we're going to add to our dictionary. Integrous. <laughs> as far as I know, that's not a real word. But I guess my point is, yeah, the quality of person that you meet oftentimes is quite good. Yeah. Even though you might find out later that they aren't what they appear to be sometimes. Uh, you know what? That's very true. And that was in my case as well, right? And yeah. there's a reason, you know, if, if what had happened on that team had not happened, I'd probably still be in that uh, right. business, probably to some sort of capacity, uh, probably at some sort of level. Uh, but, you know, not wanting to get into somebody else's story, uh, you know, things do happen. And unfortunately, uh, you know, one of the rules is don't uh, cheat on somebody else's wife. Well, Right. Unfortunately, those rules got broken. Dang. So, you know, you kind of got to walk away because how can you trust people like that? Yeah. Well, I think that's what they mean when they describe leadership because there's such a huge emphasis on leadership. If you're not the kind of person that can properly represent not only your business, but yourself, like really the everything is interconnected in a way and <laughs> to tie it all back to personal development, right? Absolutely. Well, you said personal development, and that was actually something I was thinking about. You know, what uh, you said you would ask for some books, and mm. you were asking for these audios. Uh, you actually took the initiative, like, you know, most people, I'd say probably 99% of the people don't take the initiative to find out more information. That's you true. You know, they're kind of force-fed that information and say, hey, take this CD home, give it a listen, give it back to me in a couple of days. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to follow up with you. And But you were the other way. You wanted to get that information right i was the the other way i was just like well you know sure i'll listen to this cd sure i'll read that book really not trusting what was going on because obviously i was so new to it right where you were really hungry for that if this thing is so good why waste time on <laughs> bringing me to all these meetings and then i found out later that they want you to attend every meeting and it's not just like four times a year as sometimes they say those are your major conferences which are going to eat up all of major weekends really it's weekly commitment sometimes two or three meetings per week yeah. of of at least two hours if not more because you know most people are kind of hanging around with their upline long after the meeting has ended. Absolutely. You know, uh, in my experience, we had the Sunday phone call meetings. Hmm. So we'd, uh, you know, go out, we'd be networking during the week and we're gathering phone numbers. And then on Sundays, we're calling people. And, uh, you know, you're at your upline's home. And if that's a politically correct term I can use, that's the only word I know. Uh, but then on Wednesdays, we were at our weekly meeting. You know, and then uh, your your top leader, you're your the guy that's kind of teaching everybody. He's he's calling impromptu meetings. Hey, come join us all. For, we're at this restaurant. You know, whoever can make it. You know, or you know, and you're out there spending thirty, forty dollars on a meal, and uh, you're not even noticing all these little things. But you're right; yeah. they kind of have you there. You're at this meeting. You're 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 uh, you're not networking. You're not growing your business, but you're growing your association. Exactly. Right. So. I mean, not a bad, but if that's the only thing you're doing, you're not going to see the best results. Yeah, I think you'll just keep showing up to meetings and soon realize like there are people around you growing their business. Meanwhile, you're kind of just sitting there watching them as they grow it. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, that's true. Um, and, you know, with with respects to the audio, how much, do you remember how much uh, audio CDs you were listening to on a daily, weekly basis? Well, I think I'd listen to at least one. Early on, I'm sure it was probably three or four audios per day. 
And as time went on, I listened a little bit less. Oh, not more. Yeah, exactly. And why is that? I think because, you know, we have these steps that we're supposed to follow as far as keeping plugged into the system so we could learn how to build a business in a very, very niche and specific way. The daily quote unquote obligation was almost like you got to do one audio per day, right? Right. <laughs> Sometimes I would be like, put in a 15 minute audio and call it done <laughs> at points, right? So you're looking but, for the shortest ones with the quickest stories on there. Yeah. And that's not what it was early on. Like I was obviously super enthusiastic about this business and what it could potentially offer me. And it wasn't long before I found out that, you know, the way I was thinking about building the business is not really encouraged which is online, through personal connections, through blogging, through email lists, through social media. A lot of that was not looked upon well, and, and probably you would run into some legal issues with the company as well if you started doing those kinds of things. So Right, because I, I know, obviously, like you said, they have a, a certain system they want you to follow. They have yeah. these steps laid out, and if you follow all those steps, you'll see success. Yeah. But in an ever-changing market, as we know, you know, computers, email, blogs, YouTube, uh, you know, so many different medias out there. Now, people are able to get information as quick as they want, right? And, you know, if someone's out there looking for whatever you have, why would you not utilize that, you know, those yeah. medias to, to talk about those those businesses, right? Those networking marketing businesses. So I fully understand what you're saying. I think it's just, you know, there's like anything else, there are people that tarnish the reputation of the business. There's people that are absolutely great. And then there's people that really kind of take advantage of the system. Probably in like the 70s and 80s, what they would do, or when did we get faxes? I think it was in the 80s. I think so. Yeah, I, was, so I don't know if I was around. So people would be in a network marketing company. Then they, they would find a different opportunity. So then they would fax all of their friends and say, hey, I'm joining this new thing. I think we should all move over here. And pretty soon, you know, whoever signed up, that organization, that organization is completely wiped out and gone and they don't have that income coming in anymore. And I think those kinds of things happened a lot. It's not that they don't still happen, but that's probably one of the, the reasons why we're encouraged to build it in a very particular way. And I feel like the company is also on the lookout for people who are growing too fast and th- will probably put an end to whatever it is you're doing. I think you're right. You know, um, the, the term pyramid comes to mind yes. when you're speaking to me. And I think you're right. The term pyramid really got associated to network marketing in the 60s, 70s, 80s, as these companies were growing. And, you know, it's it's interesting. Some of the country companies out there, especially the ones we joined, it's a billion-dollar company. Yes. And uh, it still has that same negative connotation to it. Yep. You know, um, which is very interesting to me that people would think a billion-dollar company is a pyramid now it's interesting there's two sides to it and the company side of it which is the product side of it absolutely is not a pyramid um but the tricky part is when you get into the education side of the business the system side of the business Mm. that's i found was the the part that more people would get negative to not the product side because there's two completely separate sides And we can also look at it in another way, which was often how it was described in the network marketing context, which is that there is no business that's not a pyramid. (laughs) That's true. Yeah, the government. 
the government, any company, you look at it, the CEO makes the most money and nobody else in the company can make as much money as the CEO. Then you have the vice presidents, then you have managers or however your company is set up. And well, it's funny. As soon as the sales guys start making more than their managers, guess where they usually get to go? Either they get to move up the ladder or they get to move off the ladder. Exactly. So you uh, Sometimes if you ruffle too many feathers or, or move up the ladder too fast, you get fired. But Absolutely can. Th- then again, that's not very different than what we just described. If you move up the ladder too fast in network marketing, you might have some eyeballs on you. Well, you know, and good and bad eyeballs, right? I mean, there are people that are moving quick in network marketing and they're moving yep. up that ladder and up that point scale. And uh, they get more bonuses. Absolutely. And more trips and all that kind of stuff. And they get talked about and edified, but the, you find that, you know, sometimes they're being talked about and edified and they're really not doing much, you know, <laughs> and, and they're just being continually edified even though they don't have a team or or whatnot because of past performance, not on current performance, right? And I think uh, anytime you look at uh, network marketing, it needs to be part of uh, current performance, not past performance, right? I mean, just like if you're working in a job, and I'll put that, you know, they're always looking at your what you did this month, not what you did two years ago for the company, right? Yeah. So it, they there's parts that are not treated the same, I found, when I was there. Well, I guess that's part of the system in a way, though. Like, you're supposed to be able to get to this point where you have complete freedom in your life, right? To me, that's not being completely truthful because if you're out every night working for your business, that is still a form of work. It's still an obligation. It's still a place to be. And they say, well, if you don't want to grow your business, you don't have to do that. But now you're kind of feeling, now you're starting to feel guilty for not doing it. So you just go out night after night after night, continuing to build your business long after the point where you're quote unquote free, whatever that means to you. I agree, you know, and you've put your money in too, right? You, you've invested money into, into uh, buying your business license so you can do the business. You've invested money into the products. Uh, you know, you may, your first month, maybe a three $400 investment uh, into your business. And now if you're sitting at home and, and not doing something, you do feel guilty as well because right. you've spent all this money and there's no investment back, right? So after that first month, while well, you buying product again on the second month because you're you know, asked to buy that product. So your leadership team and everybody above you in that so-called not pyramid that they tell us it's not, it is needs to get paid as well, right? So as those points are acquired, you know, they're getting paid, but you're maybe not in the best situation, right? So now you feel guilty for not going out, feel guilty if you can't <laughs> buy a certain amount of products, getting pushed to buy them, you know, so it's, it's a vicious circle after a while, especially if you're, if you're still trying to get comfortable in it and, uh, you know, and they're pushing you, right? Um, but I, again, on the flip side, I'm imagining there's teams where people aren't being pushed and they are guided through the process a little different. Uh, you know, yes, I, I'd hate to say are. that every team is the exact same. They're definitely not. I've, I've heard of teams that are structured differently or they encourage you to build your business differently than perhaps we were encouraged to do. They're, honestly, if we started talking about it, there probably would be some differences between your organization and the organization that I was a part of. I think we can agree that it's because it's the same way in any organization, any community, any church, that nothing is perfect. There is no perfect organization, just maybe a good fit for you. And if you can find that fit within network marketing, I'm pretty certain you'd feel confident. You feel good about what you're doing. You'd feel like 
man, this business is, is really good. It works for me. I make some extra money. This is great. Whereas if you find yourself in the wrong environment, rubbing off on the wrong people, yeah. <laughs> uh, or just people that don't work or understand how you work, they don't work like you, then you begin to encounter some personal issues, which is something, you know, you can either face and deal with or, you know, leave that business and choose not to be, not to be a part of it anymore, which is not, and I don't think is unreasonable choice. I just think it's made to sound like you're a complete loser if you don't continue in the business. That's often what I heard. Well, you know, it's funny you say that and I uh, start thinking about counseling. You know, you're <laughs> supposed to go to your upline and your counsel and yes. you talk to them. You know, in, in some cases, hey, you know what? It's not a bad thing. Um, it, it's always a great idea to brainstorm or mastermind with somebody and I throw those ideas off. Couldn't agree off, more. Right? Yeah. And, and I mean, you do it all the time. Uh, uh, once a week to two times a week to sometimes once a month you know whenever we have that time we do it we go out for a quick coffee and we mastermind yeah. so that's not a bad idea but as soon as you know i started thinking it's like you know i want to buy a house and the person that's telling me so no don't buy a house right you know well that's a blanket uh counsel that they probably have stored up in their repository in their their library of their brain they're going buying a house is absolutely a bad decision 100 percent of the time for anybody that doesn't can't afford it absolutely and even if you're working and you know and and looking at the calgary market we both know how the calgary market is and was uh back in 2000 and you know 2001 2005 you yeah. know houses were pretty cheap to buy if you can if you look at what the market is today that's exactly I mean, when i bought i think yeah and you know probably a couple hundred thousand dollars you bought a house now you, you know you get a house for six hundred thousand plus yeah you know depending on size now through that counsel, you know, good or bad advice, in my opinion, you have an opportunity to lose a lot of money because if you had bought a house for, you know, 100000 200000 your mortgage may already have been close to being paid off versus buying a house now at $600,000 and now you're having to use the next 25 years, you know, if you're in a regular job to pay for that, right? Hmm. In direct, if you're in a direct marketing, you know, they, they want you to reinvest your mortgage money that you'd be putting in your own investment back towards the business, yeah. right? So a little bit different. So I found it very interesting when I had 20-year-old, you know, or 18-year-old kids trying to tell me that. And it's like, do you guys even understand economics <laughs> and, and really what is being taught? Because, you know, yeah, sure, you know, it's better, in my opinion, to have your own versus, you know, take from somebody else. Well, that's uh, that's probably a future topic for another podcast, unless we want to dive into it, buying a house. But I totally hear what you're saying. Those are the kinds of things that will often be brought up. You are supposed to be ultra conservative in how you spent your money because they wanted to make sure the consistency was happening. And I get the I get the reason why. They want to make sure month to month the sales are happening with all of their downline. And that way you have a stable business on your hands that's fairly predictable. And it's the same thing, like if with usingyourpower.com, we'll say, for example, we started making several thousand dollars a month, we don't want to take a pay cut. We want to continue to grow the business. Now, we understand fluctuation. And so we might have good months and not as good months, but overall, as a trajectory from like year to year, we'd want to be on a growth curve. So it's the same with any business. And that's why you're advised to be conservative, delay gratification. And honestly, those are very good, sound financial principles. 
But if you're thinking you want a home, gosh, you're in the wrong business. Absolutely. That, maybe a car. Now, there's some good advice that came out of that. You know, I, I've seen people buy $50,000, $60,000 cars and yes. they only make about $30,000 a year. You know, not buying that car was a good financial advice. You know, I think there's a lot of uh, great uh, financial people out there like Dave uh, Ramsey who mentioned that, you know, don't overextend yourself. And I mean, these are great financial advices that can be learned through direct marketing. Yeah. But again, it's it's knowing who you're getting that information from and really trusting that information when it comes to you. I had one upline mentor who was not loosey-goosey. He was just a little more lenient or open to suggestions and ideas. And so when I brought him to the fact that, like, look, you know, I don't have a car anymore. Like, do, is there anything, what would you suggest? And probably most upline people are going to tell you, forget the car. Now you're going to take transit every single day <laughs> <laughs> until you can afford a car again. Spend about two hours getting where you want to be and missing, inter- and, yeah. you know, missing everything you possibly can get to. And I was like on transit for a couple of months and that, that was more than enough. Thank you very much. Yeah. But he actually advised me, Hey, you know, basically we're, we tell you not to go into debt, but here's the thing. There's good debt and bad debt. A car is one of those things that if you have, you can go and teach more, which is what I, you know, one of the things I, I do is teach guitar. You can go and teach more. You can go and meet more people and have more meetings. It's going to make it easier for you to get from point A to point B. So I don't see why not. So I did, you know, go into debt to buy a car at that point. Yeah, and you know, uh, sometimes you have to, right? But again, you don't have to buy a thirty, forty thousand dollar car. You yeah, probably bought yourself a three, four, five thousand dollar vehicle yeah. just to make sure you can get from point A to point B. I think I was actually only a little bit over two thousand dollars, and I think the previous owner didn't have a whole lot of confidence in the car. <laughs> but it's a VW, and yeah, it's it's a tank, man. It keeps on running, still runs, still the car I have today. Nice. What year is it again, David? It's 2000. Hey, nice. Hey, it doesn't matter, right? As long as you can get from point A to B uh, right now while you're we're growing our business, right? So, uh, and I know you, you've been growing your business on a separate business for a long time. And, yeah. you know, it, it's it's about taking and making those sacrifices, right? And that's yeah. something I also learned from network marketing was also, you know, making those sacrifices where they're needed. You know, you can't right. sacrifice everything. You know, myself, I'm married right now. You know, if they were saying don't take a vacation, you know, it's very tough. You try to explain that to my wife if she wasn't a part of that network marketing. On, sorry, honey, we can't take a vacation to the places you want to go. We haven't earned it. And I'll put that in quotations. Yeah. You know, imagine trying to explain that to your kids. Sorry, kids, we haven't earned that trip yet because, you know, we're only at a certain level in this business. You know, th- that can get very tough on your marriage as well. Well, that's interesting because I was, I had a girlfriend at the time when I was in, for part of the season, I was in network marketing. And that was one of the things she, she brought up is like, if, if you were dating anybody else, I doubt they'd be as understanding as I, I am because, you know, they, they would be whining about you missing their birthday or not coming out to family events. And, and I was like, at the time, you know, you're like so deep into the business. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm just going to build this thing. And then we'll worry about birthday parties later. <laughs> Absolutely. Now, just to kind of switch topics for a second, do you, mem- do you have any memories of uh, some of your direct marketing days here, David? Well, yeah. I mean, it's still somewhat fresh in my mind. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> what specifically do, should I address here? 
uh, anything you want, man. You know what stands out? Good, maybe a couple of nice mm. memories. Okay. Not you know nothing to that's negative. Something that's positive about some of the people, perhaps. Uh, you know maybe experiences that you know if you hadn't joined, you know maybe you would have never had. Oh, one of the things that I would never have gotten had I not been a part of network marketing was how to manage my personal finances. Up until that point, I'd made tons of mistakes and I made another major mistake while still in the business. <laughs> but that's what finally caused me to get control of my finances. I did meet lots of great people. I feel like I'm more than anything was just really excited, oddly enough not too many people are excited about product when they first see it is i was excited about the product oddly enough nice i thought it, hey this is some cool stuff and people see me using it and i'm continuing to using it on a daily basis and we're interacting and we're doing things maybe they'll want to buy you know in case of their own why not absolutely i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of tell our uh, listeners a, a story about how i actually met you yeah. <laughs> i think it's uh, actually a perfect place for it uh i was actually selling homes at the time and uh you had come in to the show home I was working in, and yep. uh, I don't know if you remember that. I do. And uh, you had told me you were, you know, uh, in in uh, business, and you were just kind of looking for a new place to live, and and I kind of had seen you holding this uh, can, <laughs> and uh, this particular energy drink can is only available through one line of business. Yeah. And uh, I kind of knew where it came from because this is something I had uh, also tried and sold, and uh, which is so interesting <laughs> and ordered. So. I said, okay, you're part of some business. Okay, okay, I, I know what you're thinking. I know what you're going to ask me next. <laughs> so I kind of just uh, waited and, and uh, let you go through the home. And, and uh, when you came back, I asked you, you know, how, how you, what you thought about the home and, and uh, what your thoughts were and uh, asked you a little bit more about what you did. And the whole time, I just waited for that pitch. It's like, okay, here comes that pitch because he's taught to ask me that pitch. And he's going to ask me. You know, and you're uh, when keeping I, your options open. Yeah, you're keeping your options open. <laughs> and uh, so I asked you, you know, what did you do? And you said I was an entrepreneur. And I was like, ah, oh, that's something I used to tell people too. So this is it's slowly going towards direction. You know, and then I said, oh, that's awesome. And I said, uh, so you know, what type of entrepreneur do you do? Are you? You're like, well, I'm an at home. I got an at home business. And I said, oh, okay, that's right in the same line of what <laughs> I would tell people as well. So I'm just waiting for that pitch. And funny thing is. At the end of everything, you never asked me yeah. if I was interested in having my own business. Instead, what we ended up doing was you told me you were actually an entrepreneur and you had your own home-based business where you did podcasts. Right. And at that time, um, I had really started listening to podcasts quite a bit, lots of different speakers, and I was really interested in getting to that point where I was like, you know... I'd love to have my own podcast. And it was interesting. You came right at the right time mm. uh, for me to meet that right person where we could do this joint venture today. Um, but the whole time, you never did ask me. And even to this day, you still never <laughs> ask me. But you're right about that was another significant, obviously, because we're now podcasting together. That was another significant thing that happened while I was still in that business. Uh, you know, I'd love to say that I've made tons more friends and met a lot more people. The problem is, yeah, I did meet some beautiful, wonderful people in, in the business. But once you're out of the business, why, what reason do you have to interact with them necessarily? Because now they're still building the business. You don't want to interrupt them building the business and they have no reason to contact you because you're not building the business. So this whole friendship idea, I'm sorry to say, is superficial and not real. Not really any more real than any other friendship is out there. 
Absolutely. Well, and, and I mean, there's different uh, stories on both sides of the spectrum. And you're right. If you're if they're still in the business and you're not, you're right. They have really no reason to contact you because yeah. there's no benefit for them. And uh, unfortunately, you know, if you're trying to move up a pay scale, it's all based on benefits and product buying and and uh, and and just communication with each other, right? Um, especially if it's your upline and or downline as well, right? So if you've walked away, now just to kind of give you a flip side of that too, David, um, I still have a couple of friends from when I was in network marketing. Now, they were never in my direct line of sponsorship. They were actually part right. of my cross line, as they call it. But these guys are part are still some of my best friends. I was actually just out in the shoe swap in uh, British Columbia there hmm. uh, for my friend's 30th birthday. And, uh, you know, they showed up and I drove out six hours just to kind of spend some time with them. And, you know, those are the long lasting relationships. But funny thing is, they're also not in the business. Yeah. If they were in the business, I agree with you, man. We would not be friends. I think that's a big part of it. You know, and, and some of my upline mentors are no longer actively part of the business, which actually means they're still getting the income that they work so hard to build, but they're no longer building the business. So some people choose to do that too, where they're not always going to meetings. They just build it to a certain point and then say, hey, you know, we're not going to be involved in this as heavily anymore. And it may not even be a permanent arrangement. They might choose to join back in somewhere down the line. It, I, that's possible really for anybody who's been a part of it is, you know, if if you leave on a bad note, obviously they're going to question you and go like, why why are you coming to join us back in? But the pro <laughs> see the problem with all this dialogue is I know it. I, I've heard it. I've heard all of it, and I know it. And they can't play. They can't put those tricks on me anymore. <laughs> yeah. Nobody can yeah. in, in, to an extent. I mean, and maybe that's empowering too. But I, I'm just. I need to feel excited about what I'm doing to proceed with it. I do get a lot of opportunities. I do get a lot of people contacting me for different things, not just network marketing. And if I don't feel excited about it, if I don't feel like it's genuine and true and real, I know that I'm probably just throwing money away. Absolutely. A um, couple of quick questions. I, I'm pretty sure we're getting close to the uh, wrap yeah. up of our show, but I want to ask you, you know, a couple of things. Um, you know, what were maybe two or three positive things you took away? Maybe two not negative things, I guess. I don't want to really say negative, but if there was something negative that you took away, what was that? And perhaps uh, I'll share mine as well after you. Sounds great. Yeah, I think it's it's really hard to summarize this whole topic. <laughs> we could even come back to it in the future. I think we've established that for some people, especially if they don't have business experience, this is a really great business to be in. And I feel like that's one of the first positive things I took away, which was long-term mindset. It takes time to build a business. You have to see five years ahead, 10 years ahead, and not just see one day ahead or one week ahead, as we tend to when we're in a five-day work week. This five-day work week cycle encourages us to pretend as though there are two days of freedom and five days of work, when in reality, you have to live your life as if you have seven days a week, always if you're going to be in business. So for me, that was like a really important realization. And that's kind of how the music entrepreneur came about as well. I realized, you know, this mentality is not taught in music. You need a long-term mindset. And obviously a lot of financial principles like delayed gratification, being conservative with your money, that kind of stuff was very significant and important to me as well. So I don't even know that the music entrepreneur would exist if I hadn't gone through this process of 
learning what it meant to build a business. And I guess what I mentioned earlier, which is that I'm a much better manager of my finances now. I am very conservative. I don't take huge risks at this point, although I definitely take calculated risks. Absolutely. Smart. How about you, Moving? Um, there was a couple things that I definitely took from it. You know, one thing is I've definitely made some lifelong friends, you know, um, in that because we're not in it anymore. Yeah. But, you know, not that I talk to him every single day, but, uh, you know, like I said earlier, I had an opportunity to go out to the shoe shop for a friend's birthday and I was there, you know, and, and made that really, imp- it was important to me. You know, these guys uh, took care of me when I wasn't there. They weren't only just about the business. They were really about getting to know who I was as a person. And, and funny thing, like I mentioned, they weren't in my direct line of sponsorship. They were yeah. on the other teams uh, that my upline had, right? So very interesting uh, for me in that r- regard, um, you know, I never was really into studying and learning uh, prior to that when I was about 22 Mm. or so, you know, still in that same, you know, I'm 22, you know, kind of like to party and all that kind of stuff. But when I got into the network marketing, you know, reading is something I really started picking up on. And uh, I really started digesting uh, the audio as well. You know, uh, certain days I would probably digest maybe one to three to even five CDs a day. You know, wow. just to try to get that positive mindset and really understand what it took to build the business. In the end, you know, it, it, I found that it really is pure heart and emotion. It, it's really nothing to do with those CDs. Definitely, they, they're helpful. Um, they really do give you pointers on how to deal with people. Mm-hmm. But if you're not really excited to do the business, then, you know, you can listen to all the CDs you want. They're not going to do anything for you. The, the biggest thing that I got out of it was really wanting to podcast Hmm. you know i I was listening to these cds and how people are being motivated and and i said you know i've always had that within myself like always when i sit with people we're we're gonna talk and i'll motivate them and give them you know some sort of insight on how they could be better and the things that they can do and the steps they could take and i said you know what i can do this as well so that really um impacted me in a positive way saying you know i can do what i'm being taught Hmm. Yeah, I think I share a lot of those things with you too. Definitely reading, studying some of the people I met. Definitely some great memories, but you know, may not be applicable or relevant to my life right now. <laughs> <In some fair. laughs> There's that. It's a very hard topic to summarize, even just in this 40 minute or so podcast that we've been doing. We can't tell you whether or not network marketing is something that you should or shouldn't do. If you believe that you're the kind of person that's a go getter, that you can talk to anybody that you can develop your people skills and leadership skills to the point where you're not afraid of any kind of social situation of confrontation, then I think there's huge potential and huge upside for you in network marketing. If you are a creative person, I know some creative people that have built their freedom with network marketing and are just able to do whatever they like by day. Conversely, I also know creative people like me that <laughs> probably would have a very hard time building a proper skill set in that kind of business. And I still believe in my personal capacity to build a business. I can build a business. I don't need anybody to tell me that I can or cannot do that. 
and I can still build a systematized business that allows me freedom. I 100% believe that and I have the skill set. I just need the people and the resources and the time to to do that. So what what do you believe? What are your values? And those are some of the things that are going to factor into whether or not you choose to join, but it doesn't necessarily hurt to experience it. Like I said earlier, especially for people that are maybe new to business, you get a lot of the fundamentals in there. Absolutely. I think, David, you you said it very well, and it is the choice of the person looking to get into that business. I think you're right. The person does have to understand what they're about to get into. Yeah. You know, do your do your research, understand the team you're about to join, understand, you know, how that team dynamic is see if you really fit in that team dynamic i mean like you said there even when you have multi-millionaire uh mentors out there like robert kiyosaki and uh potential uh presidential candidate donald (laughs) trump here uh saying that network marketing is a great start and they would join if they had an opportunity they would join it as well you know if they weren't at the levels they were today uh so i mean there is some sort of uh, truth in that as well you know when you hear um mindsets that you know from people that are that have something you know and they've built something uh from ground up you know some people say trump trump hasn't but hey you know what he still has been able to maintain it Um, so but if you understand what you're getting into and what you're looking to take out of that network marketing uh, for myself you know I took out the fact that I don't want to work for somebody for the rest of my life I do want to own my own business kind of like yourself here and uh, you know I found the right venue to do so about 10 years later but I did find the right venue to go into and uh, now it's just about working that venue that's right. That's awesome. And that's how we're choosing to use our power. So how will you use your power? Check us out online at usingyourpower.com.